Spin Run, the RPG talk show podcast. I forgot to figure out intro the show and I'm gonna intro the guests. Yeah, I was I just knew that's the way we do it. Yeah, okay. Alright. I only didn't do it when uh when we had Raggy on and I got too excited. And we're live! Oh my god, we're live! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Drink Spin Run, an RPG podcast talk show thing. <laughs> How's that headache, Don? You doing okay? Oh man, I'm blasted with a headache. Um, this is episode two point one of the second season, which is why I said two. It's two point two point one. Is it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Numbers don't matter. They're all it made is, up. It anyway. just matters to me. Yeah. Hey, I'm Don Stroud. This is Adam Skevich. Howdy, folks. My co-host. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing pretty good. It's a little warm here in Ypsilanti today, so. Uh, I'm going to have to open a window, too. Yeah, I, I totally had to do that. So we might get, like, this is the last episode I will be recording from uh, what I've affectionately been calling Studio A, uh, because I'm Adam, uh, oh. here in fabulous downtown Ypsilanti. And in two weeks' time, I should be recording from about two miles down the road, uh, still in fabulous downtown Ypsilanti. Maybe not even two miles. Which way down the road? Uh... uh uh, west than south. Oh, nice! So you're gonna be even closer to me. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, despite that, uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the move. Um, anyway, tonight we have two fantastic guests with us. Uh, we have Mr. Mike Evans of the Wrath of Zombie blog and the Hubris campaign setting for the DCC RPG, which is on Kickstarter right now. If you have not kicked, I, I, I somewhat self-servingly suggest that you do so. Uh, um, uh, Mike's stuff is, he doesn't really, Mike, forgive me if I'm not going to, if I'm not characterizing this correctly, rather than give people like, here's the freaking campaign setting, do it exactly like this. Um, you more prefer to give people tools to do it themselves. Am I right? Yeah, that's pretty much one of the main design philosophies behind it. Beautiful. That's, that's what i'm looking for in a campaign setting anyway so uh also with us tonight we have ripley stonebrook of the lair of sword and sorcery blog and zine or as it's uh apparently recently been abbreviated loss howdy ripley how you doing man rock on blood reavers <laughs> uh it's I, i'm really really glad to actually finally get to talk to you man like i mean i know we've talked a bit like via g plus and email and stuff but uh it's it's awesome to finally meet you yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> It'll get weirder. You were the first one to actually reach out in uh, Google Plus and make it all worthwhile after all that waiting. Oh, oh, well, thanks. Well, if you didn't put out a pretty freaking awesome, you know, content, I, uh, sorry to say, I probably, I don't know, I don't. What the fuck am I saying? I'm, I'm not already drunk. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool. um, well, hey, it's nice to uh, have Mike back and nice to meet you online, Ripley. Oh yeah, you too. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and let's get right into it, shall we? Ripley, what are you drinking? Well, uh, as you heard er, this morning or yesterday, uh, I spent the day in the emergency room. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so not I'm on much, some huh? pretty heavy meds right now. I was going to drink Dr. Thirsty's from Witchwood. 
which is a it's a four point one, which is kind of hard to find in a you know the fancier beers. Right. But uh, I got really excited about that. But it's just going to sit here now. You said it's from Witchwood. Yeah, it's a Witchwood. What kind of beer is it? It's a uh, well, let's see here. It's a blonde. Oh. Okay. oh. Which I thought was amazing because uh, I only drink light beers right now. I only drink uh, like a Molson sixty seven or something like that. I'm I've got to admit I'm a I, I very much enjoy a good blonde. I mean they're they're not exactly easy to come by when they're you know like really solid. Like a lot of times I think they're just really uninteresting. But, right. Uh, Me too. It, if it's if it's good, my favorite beer that's made in the United States is isn't made in the United isn't made right now, but it was a blonde uh, from Arbor Brewing Company. Um, which paradoxically is here in, in Ypsilanti, but uh, just they—it's they, a Belgian wheat that uh, you know, blonde Belgian wheat is just fantastic. It tastes nothing like you know these crappy American Belgians. Uh, so a good blonde definitely worth finding. Atwater has a good blonde as well. Nothing. Sorry, I took over that point. <laughs> uh, here we have uh, we have like a choice of like four beers at my liquor store. It's pretty crazy. You're uh, where you're in. I know you're in Canada. Where are you again? St. John, New Brunswick, right above Maine. Mm. Oh, so that's that would be the beer store then, huh? Yeah. yeah. You only have There's four beers there. at the beer store. You have a whole store for beer. Well, it's uh, it's the liquor store. Oh, okay. So we have uh, a liquor store. We don't have like a convenience store oh, okay. that sells liquor that's or things cool. like that. Gotcha. All right. Mike, what are you drinking? I just got done drinking a PBR. <laughs> You're such a hipster. <laughs> Look at you. I, uh, I didn't have any beer. Are you ironically house. wearing a trucker cap while you did it? Uh, no, but I, I am wearing a Star Trek t-shirt. So, yeah. Is that is that hipster? Is Star Trek no. hipster now? No. I didn't think God. so. Uh, no, I I, safe there. I've been drinking a lot of Oktoberfest, but we didn't have anything in the house, so I just ran to the corner store, and it was... So, I grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed the PBR. I see. Oh. Uh, like, right now, I could go to the fridge and end up with a lot of, like, repeats from previous episodes, but, you know, I had to not go that route. However, Don Stroud, are you drinking anything? I haven't seen you put anything to your um, lips. Yeah. Water, and... Oh. I, have a, I have a... No, I'm drinking water, because I always do. Because it makes you healthy, Adam. I've got a special bottle of Dark Horse Maple Bourbon Barrel Black Beer. Wow. Maple Bourbon a, Barrel Black Beer? Yeah. Um, you know, they they uh, do the black beer. No. Uh, the Special Reserve Black Beer. No, I never had it. It's, uh, it's good. Keep talking. This Come is, on. Tell us about it. This is that, but... You know, with maple and in a bourbon barrel. Uh, it's only released at the brewery, mm. but I did not go because I have better things to do than drive to Marshall and sit in a line. So, uh, Mark Donkers get that friend. for you? No, Donkers didn't because he hogs all the beer for himself. I, uh, that's not even true. I know he went there recently. Actually, you know what? He yeah. doesn't fucking hog the beer. He buys the beer no. and then brings it to game nights, which is awesome. It's true. I, true, he does. I, he gets me so drunk when I'm running Axe that I give him all this treasure. It's terrible. Oh, those people uh, are great. Yeah. <laughs> but it is nice uh, to be rewarded with beer. So yeah. players who are listening, remember, your DM loves your beer. Yes. And you should share it. I will, let you, <laughs> I will <laughs> let you live. I will let you live. I think Raymond Sonia is watching right now, and he actually brought me a case of beer and didn't drink any himself last time. It was great. Wow. Nice. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> That's 
That's strange, man. I don't know how that works. <laughs> um, and since Don won't ask me, I will tell you all uh, that oh. I am drinking <laughs> Bell's Best Brown from Bell's Brewery in Kalamazoo, uh, which regular listeners of the show will know is the only Bell's beer I still like. I got really burned out on them after living in Kalamazoo for such a long time. Even the double cream stout. Uh, you know, I'm not. I've not had the double cream stout, so oh. that I can't comment on. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, okay. remember at the end of this podcast, when there's a test, that was Adam. There speech. will be a quiz. <laughs> this is not pass fail grading. You are getting a letter grade, and it is going on your permanent record. We were talking about Browns last time. I think. I think we were. Yeah. We? Somebody yeah, yeah. had a good sound in one. I uh, had the founders. What was the? Oh yeah. Yeah, the Founders Brown is good. Yeah, Nut Brown. Yeah. Founders Nut Brown, right? Or yeah, no. they're oh, they're good beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, but of course, we could just listen to last, you know, episode if we wanted. Yeah, we, should, <laughs> we should edit that and get that out. We should probably not worry about that. We never edit for the things. people. No. Um, oh, I mean, we should complete it and get it out. <laughs> so, hey, oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. what we should do. You're right. Okay, so, um, hey Don, I'm gonna start with you now. What are you spinning? Um, in my car, I've got these two CDs, uh, cause I was going to say, oh, I'm spinning the new ghost. I just got it today and I have not, I've only listened to half of it. So it's cool so far. Good. Um, yeah. I mean, do you guys like ghost? Who doesn't like ghost? <laughs> just people who don't know ghost. That's who doesn't like ghost. Probably. Yeah. Or people who don't like, um, you know. That kind of stuff in general. So, yeah. So I tried to spin that today, but it's kind of hard when you're walking, like working in a cooler, and then not. You can hardly. Yeah. Anyway, what I've really been spinning a lot of is uh, "Check Your Head." Oh, Boys. beautiful! And here come the warm jets, Ryan Eno. Here come the warm jets. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't know that one. That's that's probably one of my favorites by Eno, I think. Oh, cool. Let's check it out. So one of the things uh, Don and I have been talking about is uh, we've been talking about uh, trying to get a Patreon project going for this show. Uh, and uh, we're still hammering out some details. And one of the things we're talking about doing, if we get enough support, is doing a music podcast. Like, of all of the stuff, like doing a mixtape podcast of all the stuff that people mention on our show. Um, so... Uh, really just wait a little while and if there's <laughs> if there's enough people supporting us Ripley you'll be able to check it out really easily so yeah I like following the links because there's a lot of stuff that I haven't heard here of course well that's one of the things I like about Spotify for us is you know we get to spread stuff around you know mm-hmm. like bad STDs you know just like get it out there and it you know sticks sometimes <laughs> I don't know what I'm yeah, saying. I've been listening to a lot of old school lately, like a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Like what? Like what are you listening to, Ripley? Let's uh, get... Well, we sat down. We talk a lot of music at work, and we sat down. And you said, you know what? I never actually sat down and listened to a Nazareth album all the way through. Oh. <laughs> so we do things like that. Then we go home and say, I'm going to listen to three Nazareth albums. Wow. We did that. Uriah Heep. Uh, a little bit of Jethro Tulb. I got sick of that. Uh, Blue Oyster Cult. Never so ever tell Doug Kovacs that you got sick of Jethro Tull. Never, <laughs> no, I mean, just, just personal advice: don't do it. All right, then. Yeah. 
<laughs> but that was when you were working on the um, the source reissue. If you look at the uh, the first like three pages, they were um, looking at a lot of album covers at work nice. with the other designers. And, uh, oh, man, this is looking like this album or that album. So we were going back and going through a lot of them and saying, oh, I haven't heard that in forever. So we geared us up. And a friend of mine had, uh, had never heard uh, the Uriah Heep song, the, the Wizard. Oh, really? So we forced oh, him nice. to listen to it right at work there. Hmm. Just shocking. <laughs> nice. Uh, Mike, what are you listening to? What are you saying? Uh, uh, I just uh, got the brand new Dead Weathers album. Uh, Dodge and Burn, I've been listening to that quite a bit. Um been listening to a lot of KMFDM <laughs> for some reason. Uh, uh, been having that '90s flashback. Yeah, know. yeah. It's kind of like 1994 in my brain, man. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. but, uh, You've been playing Vampire the Masquerade at the same time. No, <laughs> no, no. no. And it's okay I, if you have. You can admit it. It's it's all right. You know, we hey, I I did play I played Vampire back in the day, but I just I tried to do it again. I just I can't. Um, I, you know, I don't even want to try. I just want to, like, enjoy the fact that I could if I wanted, you know? Yeah. I, you know, so, but uh, I've been listening to that, and I've been listening to, uh, like, a bunch of bluegrass bands, um, like Carrie Nation and the Speakeasy and um, uh, you, uh, Me and the Devil Makes Three and, st- uh, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And the Dirt Dogs. I like how... I like how every time you come on the show, you've got like you got like here's some here's some stuff that will jibe with everything else these guys are talking about, and then here's something totally out of my ass like bluegrass bands. That's awesome. I, that's I love I, that you do that. Like when I, I been, love that that's where you're coming from. When I I just got done building a, a fucking playground, and all I did was listen to bluegrass the whole time. I don't even know why, because normally I would listen to metal and and be angry about you know shoveling 22 tons of pea gravel but instead i was listening to bluegrass with okay and having a good time of it all that yeah yeah it was it was <laughs> it made me not want to kill the world that's good it's <laughs> <laughs> a big difference yeah <laughs> right you don't want an angry playground yeah killing people on playgrounds i think yeah that's a bad wouldn't rap, have gone you know? over with the state very well no Ancient legends <laughs> of the playground. <laughs> I just feel weird every time I get on the swings. And it was built, yeah, it built on an ancient rage. white guy burial ground. <laughs> Adam, is this where I ask you what you've been uh, Only if you want to do your do- job. It's okay. You don't, you don't have to. <laughs> okay, anyway, I'm going to answer your question, kind of, that you almost asked me. Please. Um, what are you spinning, Adam well, Skevich? Well, first off, I've got great news for our uh, gorgeous listeners. And if you didn't know it already, the Soggy Bog of Doom is back. Mm. Um, it kind of disappeared for a little while. Uh, Victor Garrison's the guy who turned us on to this last season. Um, it's an amazing podcast, but it is now no longer like a podcast in and of itself. It's now on uh, Mixcloud.com. So you do mm. have to go to Mixcloud. You have to have a Mixcloud account, I think, to listen to it. But it it's nice because it does queue up the next episode, the episodes you've missed, and you know save your progress and stuff. So I mean, Soggy Bog's like a three hour, two to three hour podcast, so it can be hard to get through in one sitting. So uh, that definitely can help with that. So that's that. That was an important musical announcement that I had to get across. Uh, other than that, there are three bands I've really been uh, been in my steady rotation lately. Um, one is Kings Go Forth, and um, I don't know if. Uh, it's they're a neo soul group from I think St. Louis, uh, you know, real upbeat, lots of energy. They have that very seventies like like rock and soul kind of feel, you know. Um, they've got this one song, "One Day," that just blows me away. And coincidentally, um, it shuts my son up every time I play it. 
<laughs> which is why that's been in steady rotation. Like I just put that song on, it's got these horns and a nice drum beat and it's just rolling and you know, he just he just you know, and, and just he just shuts up and starts like dancing. It's great. Um I also gotta give a shout out to the Polish village or sorry, the Warsaw Village band, which is a Polish indie folk band that I discovered recently. Um they uh so I was listening to Wardruna a little while ago, and I had this thought, like, you know what? There's got to be a Polish version of Wardruna, right? Because why the fuck not? So I started looking, and the closest I could come was this band, the the Warsaw Village Band. Uh, did you end up listening to that, Don? Not yet. Oh, no. What's wrong with you, man? I, I tell I you to listen to something. There's a good reason behind it. I don't sit at a computer ever, except for Monday nights. Okay, I'll, I'll take that as something like an excuse. That's good. All right. So, reason. So, Yeah. <laughs> A reason, not an excuse. Um, so uh, they're a really cool band. They use a lot of uh, like instruments that were kind of extinct for a while. Uh, one of the things they use, they've really popularized this instrument in Poland now, is uh, an instrument called a suka, which is a uh, some kind of like folk fiddle uh, that has a real broad neck, and they, you use it by like I think you. The, the, the difference is that they um, instead of depressing the strings with your the meat of your fingers, you use your fingertips. So there's a lot of weird sliding and like really creepy Lydian mode sounds that happen with that. They also use like hurdy gurdies and other awesome instruments that I had just coincidentally been getting into right about the same time I discovered these guys. So uh, Warsaw Village Band, freaking amazing, uh, very cool, weird stuff. And you know if you're into that like. Um, you know, strange, atmospheric, uh, like, folk music, kind of like Wardruna. Um, this is much more upbeat, much faster playing, but definitely kind of in that same vein. Well, I just added it in my listening queue. <laughs> well, and the last thing that I want to shout out to is this band. That I don't remember how I discovered this, but there's this English jazz band called Sorcerers, which sounds like it makes, like, basically the, the soundtrack... Oh, it's I guess it's... it's they're English because they're from England, but I think it's actually like an like some kind of African jazz band. But they they put together an album. They put together albums that sound like they're the soundtrack to like '60s like Hammer horror films. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that sounds. Awesome. It, it is really awesome. And when the sh- the episode comes out, there'll be links and everything. Uh, oh, it's, awesome. It just blew me away when I first heard it. It's like this is just the coolest shit I've I've heard in a long time. So that's me, folks. So, moving on. Why don't I start this Why don't one you start this one? That'd be awesome. Why don't I do something? And I'm going to go with Ripley. What are we on? Read. <laughs> reading. Read. Yeah. What, what are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit bl- that and make me sound brilliant. Yeah. Did, did Mike do music? Yeah. Yeah. He's got bluegrass yeah. and right. uh, dead weathers so and KMFDM. Uh, reading, yeah, uh, comics this week. I don't get a lot of time for books, but uh, reading the newest uh, Hellboy in Hell and got the uh, new Abe Sapien, but haven't read it yet. Nice, nice, nice. But that Hellboy in Hell is great. I still Boy, have I not read Hellboy in Hell. I don't know if it's Hell brand yet. new, but I just picked it up today. I really couldn't have figured that you're a comic book fan. I don't know why. But <laughs> oh, and, and Mike Mignola. Make that perfect. Is. Anybody who... Okay, so I just want to point this out right now because I haven't made reference to it so far. Ripley's uh, L- Lair of Sword and Sorcery uh, is one of my favorite zines out there because he does it in comic book format. It's the it's that funky, like, what is it, six or ten and a quarter by six 
and an eight. Yeah, six and seven, yeah, eight seven kind eights, of thing. Yeah. Although um, with this issue, it actually went up the full magazine. Oh, really? <laughs> I have an order. Just to yet, burn you out yet, there. But, <laughs> and I didn't notice when I was looking at the PDF. Full magazine in full color. Awesome. Excellent. But yeah, you know, that was one of the things that like I, I have always thought about doing that. And when I saw you do it, it was like that freaking sold me on whatever you were doing right there. It was like this guy's oh, awesome. doing the thing that I've wanted to do forever. So props on nice. that idea. Yeah, it's sitting in the comic rack at our local store, but I don't know if that's going a lot to the role players or not. But uh, I like it there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mike, what are you reading? Uh, the only two things I've been really reading lately is uh, I just got done reading uh, comic wise. Uh, going off what Ripley said is the, uh, the Copperhead series by Image. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I bought the first trade and read that, and it's really good. And then uh, uh, Fear Agent, I bought that and read that. I've been on a, a White Star kick. Um, mm. So, and also uh, Trey Causey's, uh, you know, Strange Stars. Strange so I Stars, yeah. bought all this shit for inspiration to run a campaign, so I've been reading that. And then for the other project I'm working on, uh, the gritty OSR uh, Western style, I bought a couple Western history books, and right now I'm reading Wyatt Earp Speaks. So I've been I've been delving through that. Well, you're very much a history guy, so right? I mean, yeah. you're uh, like that's what you do, right? Yeah, well, that I mean, that's what you would be doing if you yeah. had a choice, right? Right. <laughs> if I had a choice, but unfortunately, I don't. But yeah, I love history, so I've, I've been really enjoying reading this one because. Uh, a lot of history books, they they get kind of boring, or you can't tell what voice they're using, you know, uh, yeah. and it kind of bleeds together. And what I really like about this wider speaks is they um, the author separates everything by different font and the color of the font. So when it's him talking, it's like an Auburn font, and when it goes to a periodical, he changes the font and the color to like a black <laughs> and you know whatnot, and it and it makes it easier to keep track of who is is speaking at that moment yeah um, it may be it may be kind of gimmicky but I, I actually really like when people mess with text yeah. like that you know it's it's uh have you ever read house of leaves no uh house of leaves is it's actually really hard to find in like the the most marked up versions where it's like in um you know it's it's like he writes in different directions and in different fonts and you know there'll be like a block of text that's just missing from a part of a page and it'll appear like three pages later and uh like and in the initial printings of that he used like color to discern why okay. you know where those changes happened um, it's less less so with like a change in font now it's just you know the, the later printings the change of font it exists but it's just to you know show like a change of voice like from the meta story to a story to back to the meta story you know um but that's a that's a horror example of what you're talking about yeah. so so yeah i yeah i really enjoyed that and also i like it because he gives when i was doing research on what book to to some of the western books to buy um mm-hmm. especially with Wyatt Earp there was a lot of supposition with the authors like saying things like i think Wyatt Earp was thinking this or i feel Wyatt Earp did this and this guy, from what I was reading, he doesn't do that. He just, here's the facts, and then here's the periodicals. Here's the deposition from the court case after the OK Corral. You read and you make your own decision. So I really like that about the book. So, I'm about so it's more presenting the facts rather than like presenting their suppositions about what the, the, the actors felt like, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. So yeah, I'm about, about a quarter of the way into it. And I really, I'm really enjoying it. Got it. Cool. Awesome. Hey, Don. My point here is late because I had to Google it to figure out the name of it, but uh, 
Speaking of the like text example, yeah. Uh, do you guys know Filth by uh, the dude who did Train Spotting? Irvine Welsh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where there's like uh, the dude's got a tapeworm inside of him who like whenever the tapeworm is talking, it's in like these brackets in the middle page, like covering what the dude is saying. Yeah, it's really good. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I've never the read that. Tape. Hmm. The tapeworm is addicted to cocaine or something. Well, of so course. This guy I mean, tapeworms are like. jerks. And tapeworms. They're horrible. I think that tapeworm graphic keeps on getting bigger and bigger as the story goes on. Yeah, yeah. It's really neat. And there's I a don't... movie now, which I haven't seen yet. Really? Is it a movie? I... Yeah, it it looks odd. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it depends on the view of the tapeworm. It could get really unfortunate really fast. Uh, speaking of tapeworms, Adam Miskevich, what are you reading? It's an odd segue that I'm a little confused by. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> tell you nothing. guys I, I'm I am the disappointment this time because uh, I haven't had time to read. Um, not gonna trot out reasons. Uh, he's asleep in the other room, but I don't I just yeah. don't have I don't have the kind of time to read that I'd really like. Um, and I'll be honest, what time I've, I've had, it's like been time that I've like, like snatched in between doing other things. Um, not at work ever, never, never doing that at work ever. That doesn't occur. Um, but, uh, I did pick up, uh, Red and Pleasant Land when it was running out of stock. So I finally got a copy of that. And so I've been reading that a bit. Great book. Uh, it is, it is actually really good. Um, I know there are some folks uh, in the community who aren't too keen on like just shit tons of random tables and all that stuff. I love them uh, because it's just nice to see so many. It's like such a condensed way to provide like a shit ton of ideas. And yeah, yeah I might have had a bunch of them myself or they're really similar to something I might have thought of. And yeah, I could probably come up with that on my own. Uh, but it's really nice that someone else has done that work and shoved it into such a small space. Right. I could never use it as written um, because it wasn't written by me, you know? So there's no way I could use it in the context that Zach wrote it because I'm not going to run that game because I'm not Zach. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But, I mean, uh, it's it's great to mine for ideas and shit, too. Absolutely. It's fantastic to mine for ideas. And realistically, and we're going to get a lot to this in the second half of the show – I don't think any one of us is going to run something the way that the person who wrote it intended, you know, like if there was yeah, some kind exactly. of massive authorial voice that, you know, d- that, as if there was some kind of massive authorial voice that dictated how shit should work. Um, and I'm never going to do that. And so I looked at like what I can steal from it. And there's some stuff I can totally steal from it. Um, at the same time, uh, I have been reading uh, like I got Vornheim. At the you know shortly thereafter because they did the second printing of that and when I got that I picked up a couple other things like Death Frost Doom I had had the new PDF of DFD for a while but I hadn't actually read it um, and now I'm actually reading through it and it's pretty neat that's interesting um, mm-hmm. the other two big things that I've read recently uh, White Hack uh, by okay. I think it's Christian Maerstrom freaking fantastic it's an OD and D it's not even an OD and D hack it's like an OD and D like like redesign completely like like let's go back to the origins and build something that works similar to ODD but um it, it's it's kind of deceptive too because it seems just like okay it's super simple ODD ish yeah whatever but the thing that it really captures that i enjoy is like the open-endedness of the original ODD. like when they say uh-huh. yeah you can have a freaking dragon 
You know, you could be that dragon if you wanted. You just got to start weak and work your way to be tougher. Uh, oh, uh, White Hack gives you the path to do all that stuff by just writing it, you know, kind of describing it in the rules, um, which is interesting. I mean, it's not like they had, like, oh, well, dragons would progress like this. It's not like a stodgy, like, you know, like. Not like 3.5. Yeah, it's not like that at all. Or even like the second edition era when they had that humanoids handbook, whatever. I mean, oh, now yeah. it's just much more free form. It seems like much more what, you know, the way OD&D would have handled it in the first place. And yeah, they provide a little bit of structure to that, but it's it's well-meaning structure that's placed well. Uh, and I like that a lot. The other thing, the other big thing, and this thing is blowing up my brain right now, is uh, The Perilous Wilds by Jason Lutz. It's written for... Um, uh, Dungeon World, but he also has like another game, you know, that that he released at the same time. And if you got it in the Kickstarter, you got all this shit. Um, Perilous Wilds is like a it's like a hex crawl kit for Dungeon World, and it's so it's based on like this description, short descriptions of areas, and like quickly randomly generating neat places to go kill yourself with. Um, and I I'm just blown away by it. It's fantastic. Um, I cannot recommend Perilous Wilds more. Um, I had a great time with that. Cool. Ooh, cool. Don, what are you reading? I also have disappointments. I have the same answers as last episode. Um, you know, bouncing back and forth between Saga, um, Hellblazer, and then this Fire Upon the Deep, which is really interesting. I just never read it. <laughs> you know, I'm it's not that interesting, is it? Day, yeah. It's no, it really is. Oh, it's so interesting you don't read it? Yeah, because I'm tired and it's like, oh, I can read at least 20 pages and I get like five in. I'm like, man, I'm so tired. Like the book's hitting me in the chest. and Yeah. How's that treating you? The book hitting you in the chest? It's light. It's not like when I... So it's not an abusive uh, partner. It's more like just I a love I borrowed The Walking Dead, you know, like the first compendium. Oh, God. It's like... <laughs> It's like twenty. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's like fifty years of the comic book, right? <laughs> like it's been written for fifty years. Yeah, it feels that heavy when it hits your chest, and it puts like a divot in your sternum. Yeah, I think that. You, did you really mean to say sternum? Were you going to say yeah. something else? No. You sure? I was going to say like uh, breastbone, but then I'm like, I can say sternum. <laughs> sternum isn't a dirty oh, word no. yet. Uh, all right. So, uh, Don, I'm gonna go back to you then. Uh, yeah. What are you, are you running? Anything? Are you ever that brings us to run? Yeah. Um. No, I played last week. Did you? What'd you play? A five E that was run by Jason Hobbs. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, Funny hmm. that he you know doesn't have time to make it to a regularly scheduled game, but he can you know do something else. <laughs> This was actually two weeks ago. Oh, so maybe he was not so busy. No, no, no. He oh. just he abandoned our game. Like, well, he had bones sticking out of his foot or something, Psh. right? I don't. <laughs> no, you made that up. That's a lie. <laughs> um, I'm about to run DCC, I believe, for the Saturday Night Group, the guys, Sean and those guys. Yeah, cool. yeah, and some others, a few of them, and some others. A few yeah. of them and some others. <laughs> well, because no one else really got back, so I'm like, you guys are out. I've got other people lined up. Cool. Good for you. Yeah. Awesome. Make it happen. I believe you will hear about it in the next episode. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I'm, not want to give away any of your plans yet? 
No, no it's just, just whether it's actually really... going to happen or not. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, it's really making it happen. I mean, mm-hmm. if you really want to hear about this, uh, I'm You've not got time. We're not, we're not pressed for time. We're okay. <laughs> okay. So Hobbs one day was like, well, I see you're not going to run White Star for us ever, so I'll run something. And I started coming up with ideas for him. I'm like, oh, what if, you know... And I don't know if I'd read uh, too much of... What's that book? Uh, by King of Elfland guy? Mm. No, it Dunsany? wasn't that one. Uh, yeah, but I just realized that it actually isn't Dunsany. Um, let me start over and just not pretend I said any of that. So I'm uh, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you know you were actually in a group going into the sealed-off area... Um, and you're coming upon all these weird villages where, you know, maybe this war between... Uh, we were going to use 5e, so I'm like, oh, what if it was the Demon Lords and the Dragon Kings? Because then you could use the... Uh, you know, what are those dragon dudes? Dragon Dragonborn. Born. And the... Tieflings. Yeah. See? Yeah. I don't know anything about d That's okay. You, should, you don't need to. Yeah. So, you know, to work all those races in, I'm like, okay, these guys had a war. All the other races sealed in this part of the world uh, because they were tired of it. And it's 500 years after that. You're going in to see what's happened there to try and reclaim the world. So I have all these weird villages set up where... Wait a minute. You're, You're designing the world and Hobbs is running it? No, Hobbs is like, oh, that sounds really cool. Why don't you just run it? But then I realized I would never actually get around to running it. Uh-oh. So he started running something else. Okay. But I'm going to run this for DCC. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah DCC is nah. much more fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I don't know Way about that. Fun. I have a lot of problems with that system. DCC? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys see... I, I'm just going to... I'm sorry. I'm going to derail conversation like I do for just a minute. Did you right. guys see this thing Tim Callahan posted yesterday about what his big beef with fifth edition is having played a good chunk of it now. No. Uh, and it, his beef is my beef, which is, and th- I'm, I'm a guy I tend to play wizards, right? Mm-hmm. Here comes the, uh, the popo. That's going to be the last time you actually, yeah, it's gonna be the last time you hear that no. on DSR. Uh, probably not. So it's it depends on where I move. Uh, right. <laughs> but, uh, the, um, what was I saying? Shit. Uh, fifth edition, Tim Callahan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 cantrips, the like the damage dealing cantrips is like freaking wizards are machine are like machine guns that don't need a freaking battery or bullets or anything. They're just like yeah, they just do whatever all they, the time. They just it, zap everything. It killed me when I played it. I liked what fifth edition did, uh, especially compared to fourth. I'm not getting into edition warring, but I just I prefer fifth. But uh, I I ran a couple games with it with uh, and Chuck Thorne, uh, who you know does Geek yeah, Life yeah. Project. Uh, he was playing a, a fucking sorcerer, and he never stopped casting shit. And he's like, oh, I'm going to burn a sorcerer point, and then I'll burn another one, and I'm going to do 10d6 damage on a cantrip. And I'm like, what? Now, I'm, I'm exaggerating here, but that was my beef. Dude, I, I played I played a wizard in uh, Gabriel Presgashardi's game, and I never was out of spells. I mean, no. I could always sh- set shit on fire right. and be doing a ton of damage, and it's like, what the fuck, man? Well, this doesn't make any sense. And that's Jess uh, Gordon. That I... was his big beef with it, and that's why he created those alternate rules of getting magic out of the... He loves the mechanics of 5th edition, but he fucking hates the magic. 
And so if you go to his blog, he's doing all these uh, posts on removing the magic and magical like abilities out of these classes mm. by keeping the mechanics. Hmm. I like that Jez Gordon guy. We got to get him on here. It'll be like yeah. the middle of the night for him. Oh, which yeah. is good because kind of the middle, it'll be probably like the middle of the morning for him. Yeah. Obviously. So it's morning for him. Like right a now. day day into our future or some shit. Yep. Um, anyway, yeah. So that was my huge complaint. That's why I was like, oh, I should add in the magical fumbles from uh, yeah! GCC. That, seriously. Right? No, that's absolutely right. Because that actually like adds some kind of suspense. Some, some kind bad of like, thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you're just going to be awesome all the time, why even fucking play that game, you know? No, yeah. Ripley has been yeah. really quiet through this whole thing. This is when we find out he's, like, a huge, like, 5e, you know, grog nerd. He's, like, all like, <laughs> no, no, I'm uh, kidding. I'm just messing with you, man. <laughs> as if, if I was going to play D&D again, I, I was looking at 5th edition, got the starter box, uh, but just haven't gotten around to getting the books yet because I've been busy with, uh, with my own thing here. Yeah. So, but um, go ahead. Yeah, I thought it looked great, but I haven't actually read the books, so I didn't know that wizards are kind of weird yet. They're that's the first dispensers. I've heard of it. So, that's 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 really getting me down. It's man. so so good to hear that you've been unsullied. You know. And, yeah. <laughs> it's no. I mean, it's just it, well, from all the stuff I've heard, it seems to be going back, and from the, the few things I read from when they were doing the the play test and everything, it looked like it was getting back to you know normal good old. Well, I, I will say that there are some things that counteract that. Like there's some stuff that's not like as beefy. Like on a wizard, like um, you cast sleep, it's not going to last like forever. Like you know, sleep does in Moldvay. You know, it lasts like a minute. Right. Oh, what if we're not done fighting in a minute? Then they wake up. Like, oh, this is my go-to nuke all the bad guy spell. What happened to that? And, you know, yeah. but, but there is a trade-off, right? Because there is, like, you know, you, you can't, you can zap everything or something every turn, but your super nuke spell is not a super nuke spell anymore. Mm-hmm. So it, it is just a, it's a different slant on stuff that's, that, I mean, it has its own balance and it has its own logic. It's not logic I prefer, but it does have that thing. Yeah. And like anything else, you know, it's up to the the DM to get in there and noodle a little bit to balance anything out. Nothing's ever going to be balanced perfectly. No, nor should it be. <laughs> just, just shut that crap down early. <laughs> Ripley, hey, what are you running? I actually uh, got the Roll20 game started up almost. We had a little test run on Saturday. Uh-huh, and that, is that of loss? Uh, I had a... What's is that, that of loss? Yeah, loss. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we actually, I couldn't, I had a real hard time getting my old group together, uh, just cause of scheduling. So I actually got my old group from high school together, nice. uh, like a month ago. Uh, and we hadn't seen each other in like 10 years and they all showed up late and we sat down and literally within five minutes we were up and running. Nice. Like, and the That's old awesome. leader had taken over like the old days. It was great. There wasn't even any, uh, you know, oh, what are you doing now? No, no, just straight into, you know, getting the innocence and uh, deciding if you're going to kill the kids, and it was great. <laughs> That's beautiful. Just awesome. Just jumped right in. That's great, man. So those are going to be my new group if we can get everything going on Roll20 properly. I, I mean, okay, so high school groups, right? I mean, that's a thing. That's amazing oh, that, God, you're, yes. like, that you're in contact with those guys. I mean, I, re- I guess I... Well, I, I really wasn't up until... Um, uh, like a month ago, and a friend of mine actually reached out to everybody, brought them all over, and we all showed up one day, and it was absolutely awesome. That's great, man. There's all these old. It was really weird because we're all old now. So, uh, <laughs> like about an hour or two hours into the game, we had to get up and all walk around because our knees are all creaky. <laughs> and, oh, it was terrible. That's great. 
Well, did you, uh, but, you know, for those two hours, we were totally in high school again, and then you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm in my old body. Yeah. <laughs> you want to, like, find that one bottle, that one two liter of clear Pepsi that's still laying around somewhere. In yeah. A <laughs> shitty convenience store. Be like, yeah, we'll get that. Some Cool Ranch Doritos, ready to rock. Uh, well, it's we kind of expect everyone to show up in their old Sabbath shirts. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, we're all yeah. wearing our normal everyday working clothes now. Like, hey, 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 you have Button a down shirts. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, <laughs> what up in here? Yeah. Everyone's got kids. Yeah, that's see, that's the opposite of my my uh, high school group. Uh, none of them have kids except me. Weird. I I'm the guy with kids, which is fucking weird because I only just got one of those, and uh, like all like <laughs> the. My high school group, if uh, really there's only one of them I talk to on a regular basis. There's two other guys I talk to every once in a while. Uh, but, like, the other guys, I don't know if they're alive or anything. But, you know, I'd love to find out. It would be really weird to get that group of guys together because there's some really strange history with that group. But it would be, Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there is, right? I mean, it's a high school, high school freaking, which is the breeding ground of everything strange and awkward that we ever fucking deal with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Plus gaming, which is like, like by nature, like, like ostracism based, uh, <laughs> you know, yep. uh, it just, it, uh, I, I fear that, but you know. And it was good because, you know, all these people that, you know, they go out into their lives, but then they come back and uh, everyone got to relive that little uh, that little afternoon that you'd be uh, Friday night sitting at your friend's house, babysitting his brother, and yeah. everyone sits down and does all their weird, crazy stuff, and you don't have to make sure nobody's listening or everything. Yeah, that's awesome. We all know each other, so we know we can do whatever we want. Right. It wasn't like uh, when you throw it down at a game store or something, you have to go, <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm going to play my X card right now. No, X card. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no trigger warnings. <laughs> oh, trigger warnings. <laughs> hey, Mike. Yo. What are you? What I? I'm genuinely interested. I'm, I'm genuinely interested every time I ask you guys a question. But I know the last time we talked, you weren't running Hubris anymore. Nope. Um, you were moving into. You're doing. You're getting ready to run Strange Stars. Yep. In White Star. Yep. What are you running? Uh. Well, so I'm actually going to start running Hubris again uh, starting mid-October. Uh, awesome. For a live group, actually, which will which will be nice. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I ran a couple sessions of the White Star Strange Stars for my group on G+, but our, our schedule just never meshed. Uh, so we kind of are taking a break right now. And then um, I ran a, a Beyond the Wall uh not too long ago um shit that's what we need we need to get you to do an actual play for us with that oh yeah 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 i uh i did uh i did a beyond the wall session for about 10 people most of them were complete newbies um so it was it was a lot of fun and it was that you know i i i really to this day still have yet to something to that compares to that magic of someone who first starts playing they don't know the fucking rules they don't they don't have anything hindering them and the first things out of their mouth are i kill it and steal it shit and and and, yeah. and it's like yeah. like they've been doing it all their fucking lives yep. yeah and, you know Jeez. and and then or or well i'm going to sneak up a tree and i'm going to shoot it with my bow and arrow and then you'll you know and i this group thankfully didn't happen but i've had it other well, you can't do that because you don't have the climbing tree feet and your skill check. No, shut the fuck up. Just let them, just let them play. So I really yeah. had fun with that, and I plan to run some more 
Beyond the Wall soon. That's actually my fifth edition. <laughs> you know, awesome. Like, That's good to hear, man. Yeah. I uh, I'm only passingly familiar with the rules, but uh, I'd, I'd love to give that a shot. You got to run it for us sometime. Sure. All right. Good. I'm glad you agreed to that because yep. I was going to twist your arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll go ahead and I'll tell you, I'm not running anything right now other than Iron Coast. Uh, I will be running Metamorphosis Alpha after we move. Um, really excited to give First Edition MA a, a, a shot. I. Uh, I have played exactly once, and that was with Job, which, as regular <laughs> listeners know, must have been an absolute treat, right? No, uh, Job. Job's a good DM. He really is a good DM, um, and he, he's fun to fun to play with. So um, I, I'm actually going to be using an adventure that he wrote, which is Death Ziggurat in Zero G, which is the only session of Metamorphosis Alpha I've ever played. Was his playtest for that? At wow, Gary Khan, not this last year, year before. So um, it's cool stuff. Job Job has a great way of writing that I really enjoy, uh, and he's he's one of those guys who doesn't like give you everything and say yes, this leads to this, leads to this, leads to this. He's like, hey, here's some shit. Eventually, you're gonna want to deal with this. There it is, you know. Um, and then that can lead you to some other stuff. Have fun with it. Um, which again, if you've talked to Job or perhaps heard Job on this program would probably make a lot of sense to you. And I dig the way he uh, he has this kind of like just roll with those punches attitude towards stuff. And I like it. So that's what I'll be doing here shortly. But I got to move first. We've come to the end of another first half, the interview portion of Drink, Spin, Run. This is an episode with a number. And uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we appreciate everybody who has been here. We've had three... Uh, love be- gor- gorgeous viewers gor- are they gorgeous viewers i forgot what they're they gorgeous listeners when they're listening they're to the podcast gorgeous listeners but are they gorgeous viewers i think if we knew who they were we might know the answer to that but we don't um so uh i i want to say thank you to our fabulous guests mr mike evans hey. mr ripley stonebrook i'm Woo. so excited for both the project the project's coming out of both of you guys you guys are so creative i freaking love it i love seeing the stuff you guys come out with i'm so excited for both of you guys to exist uh don stroud my lovely co-host thank you thank you thank you for being here despite your crippling headache oh yeah by the way congratulations on getting married thank you official on-air tsr congratulations sir we're so proud of you congratulations to you for having a kid man uh, thanks. We're over that at this point. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, uh, John, We've moved on. No. Pants. <laughs> it was a secret. <laughs> Breaking tackles rules. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Gorgeous listeners, beautiful viewers, whomever. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back in a week's time for listeners and in a moment's time for viewers uh, to talk to these lovely gents about do-it-yourself gaming, why it's so important to the industry, why it's so important to us, and why it's really the lifeblood of, you know, freaking gaming. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drink, Spin, Run. If you like what you've heard, share us with your friends, leave us an iTunes review, or email us at dsr at kickassistan.net. You can also support us at patreon.com slash dsrcast. Our theme music was generously provided by the band Blue Snaggletooth, who you can find at bluesnaggletooth.bandcamp.com. 
Once again, thanks for listening, and we hope you join us next time, you gorgeous listeners. Listener.